Welcome to this guided meditation on intubation. Visualize this scenario in your head as you listen to the episode. You're standing in the resuscitation bay during a trauma code. The patient has a Glasgow coma scale of 6 and you are concerned for their ability to protect their airway. Their saturations are in the 90s, but you know they can't stay there forever. It's time to intubate. Let's prepare. You slide the bed down in the room so you have enough space to work. You take your place at the head of the bed, carefully stepping over the IV tubing. The respiratory therapist is next to you, busily setting up the ventilator for when you're done. You go through your equipment checklist. On the wall behind you, suctioning is set up and working. The tube is connected to a Yankauer and you tuck it under the mattress in easy reach. Next to the suction canister, the oxygen tubing is connected to the wall. You check to make sure that it is set to 15 liters per minute. It's connected to the nasal cannula currently on the patient. You turn and look at the wall on the other side of you. There is a second set of oxygen, this time connected to the bag valve mask. Next to that, an empty suction canister. You take a moment to consider if you should have a second suction setup prepared. At this point, you pause your preparation to start pre-oxygenating the patient. Even with good oxygen saturations already, you know that taking time to displace the nitrogen from their lungs will give you more safe apneic time. Typically, you would leave the nasal cannula on and non-rebreather over that. Your patient has a low respiratory rate though, so you ask RT to leave the nasal cannula on and to begin bagging the patient. The patient has already been optimized with fluid resuscitation and you even considered starting pressers if needed. As they start, the RT hands you the airway box. What are you going to use? Mac, Miller, Glidescope. You get your favorite blade, the one that you're most comfortable with, and you set it up. Everything turns on and is functioning as it is supposed to be. Then you think about your backup. Is it another blade? Probably a bougie. You slip those in your back pocket so they are ready to go if you need them. Next, you pull out an ET tube, the largest you think you can get in. You also grab one size smaller and place it in an easy to reach spot. You open the ET packaging and pull out the tube. The nurse hands you a syringe and you connect it to the tube. A quick check, and you're confident the balloon inflates appropriately. You make sure the right silet is in the tube, and place it in an easy-to-reach spot for when you get started. Looking up, the ER pharmacist is there. They've got the meds all pulled up and have handed them off to the nurse. The nurse says they are ready, RT says they are ready, and you turn your head to the monitor to ensure all of the patient's vital signs are showing up correctly. Finally, 
everything is almost in place. Take a moment to verbalize your plan to your team now. Everyone is in agreement and procedure begins. You lower the head of the patient, placing them in a ramped up position. The nurse raises the bed so the patient's head is at your belt line. As they do so, you double check in your head where all of your equipment is at. You've got the blade on the bed on your non-dominant side. The ET tube is resting on the patient's chest. Suction is tucked under the mattress, easily grabbable by your dominant hand. Your backups are in your pocket, or whatever space you like them in. Call for the induction agent. The pharmacist hands the syringe to the nurse, who pushes it as they repeat back the order. RT continues bagging the patient. You let the induction agent set in then call for the paralytic. Again, your team moves into action. RT bags for a short moment longer. The patient has been induced and paralyzed sufficiently. You pinch their forehead with no response. Saturation is at 100%. The respiratory therapist removes the bag valve mask. You take both hands and place the patient's head in the sniffing position, trying to line up all of the axes for the best sight line. You insert your dominant hand into the patient's mouth and use your pointer finger and thumb to scissor it open. Your non-dominant hand slides the blade just into the mouth as the other hand cradles the back of their head to keep good positioning. The blade slides into place, and you call out the anatomy as you see it. Hard palate, soft palate, pharynx, esophagus. The blade settles into its rightful place, and you begin to lift. You are careful not to rock your hand back, but rather to lift the handle towards the ceiling corner on the other end of the room. As you do so, you call out more anatomy. Arytenoid cartilages, vocal cords. The epiglottis is properly out of the way, and I have good visualization of the cords. Two, please. 97%, says the nurse, reading the saturation. We're doing fine. Respiratory therapy hands you the tube. You grab it in a fashion that gives you the most appropriate control, your eyes fixated on your target. You slip the tube into the mouth, down to the pharynx, keeping your sight line as clear as possible the entire time. Manipulating the tube, you set the tip just in between the vocal cords, the cuff right on the entrance. Stylet, you say. RT begins to pull the stylet as you slide the tube forward at the same time. Your eyes never left your target. After advancing the tube several centimeters past the vocal cords, 
you remove the blade, still making sure you stay off the teeth. Your hand is firmly fixated on the tube, making sure it does not wobble or accidentally get dislodged. 23 at the lip, you call out. The respiratory therapist connects the color change to the tip, and then the bag valve mask to the color change, giving a good respiration laid out. We have color change! As they keep bagging, you and the nurse listen to the stomach first for bubbling noises. Hearing none, you check the left lung for breath sounds, then the right. Equal and bilateral breath sounds, you state. As RT connects and programs the ventilator, and the nurse prepares to put an NG tube in the patient, you put in orders. You remember to order the chest x-ray to verify depth, a drip for pain control, and a drip for sedation. Oh, and you put in the orders for the ventilator and the NG tube that your team is already taking care of. They're on top of things and have your back. In fact, portable x-ray is already coming out of the resuscitation bay. The nurse called them ahead of time while you and the respiratory therapist were still preparing. X-ray stops and pulls up the image for you to see. The tube looks to be about 4 centimeters above the crina. Can't get much better than that. You just had a very successful intubation. Congratulations, doctor.